Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is, when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? Trademark. Hey y'all, it's your girl D. Scott and I am here. So I'm here and um, I've been saying that I was going to do a commentary on Beyonce on the lemonade situation because everybody was tagging me and wanting to know what I think and y'all know that I'm dark so you know I love anything that's dark and that's twisted and so on tonight's show I will be citing references about the latest project there was actually a writer that pretty much said 90% of everything that I would have said having done the research and then I'm going to add to that a little bit more some things since y'all think that Beyonce is just stupid and things of such And you can say whatever you like, but I'm going to tell you what I saw, and I know what I saw because I've lived through that. And I want to discuss the darkness. I want to discuss the imagery. I also want to discuss Kalika Ra's role in the film, which you guys should know that um, Kalik is actually the gentleman that did the cover work for my book that I worked on with Saladin called The Pookie Chronicles. And so I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. So Lemonade comes out, and from what I understand, she's nominated for like an Emmy, a Grammy. She made $17 million in 48 hours. Um, it was only available for 24 hours on HBO, and then it was brought back the next day for an encore performance, and that was all marketing, and then she had titles. So I see a lot of you guys saying like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with her and, you know, her relationship. Um, Jay-Z owns title. Well, that means if he owns it, she does too. And um, basically, y'all are saying that they did this as a marketing ploy. Well, let me let me ask you this. So let's say they did do it as a marketing ploy. When was the last time you and your wifey made $17 million in 48 hours? I'll wait. Okay? Because if, if we're going to talk about kings and queens and building and shit like that, y'all just be talking. A lot of y'all just really be talking. Right? You're, you're not really interested in a queen. You're, you're, you're interested in the concubine. You're not really interested in a king. You're interested in the jester or motherfucker that want to play games and shit. Beyonce and Jay-Z have come to a place in their relationship where that's just not going to work. They have an heiress, you know, regardless as to whether he has other children. Let me tell you why a lot of you women will never get to this level of lemonade pain as well. Beyonce's been with that man since she was 19 years old. If I'm not mistaken, she's 32 or something. So she's been with this man, we're going on two decades, 
right now, that she's been with the same man. Now, do I think that she stepped out? Probably not. I mean, he's from Brooklyn. She might have been found somewhere laying in a trash can. You know, do do we know that he stepped out? We've heard the rumors, right? But is that any different than what your fathers have done, what your father's fathers have done, what your baby's father have done? I just want to know. So the reason that she's so invested, and y'all can sit there and say, Jay-Z's an ugly motherfucker and all this other stuff, and it's not the money. What it is is that when you get a girl, when she's 16, 17, 18 years old, there's a level of purity there. There is a level of innocence there. There is a level of honesty. There's a level of that's That's really where that unconditional ride or die comes from. You know, I have a situation right now where, I have a gentleman, let me see, so you're talking 23 years, and he still loves me to death. You know, we could have moved on in life and, and, and everything, but he still loves me to death because what he had in me was pure. I never asked for anything. He never asked for anything. We were just happy being with each other. Now, before you start listening to my show, I want you to go Google the word covenant because it doesn't have to do with witchcraft, which, yes, there was witchcraft. There was voodoo. There was hoodoo. There was a bunch of symbolic things that went on in that um, in that documentary. So let me start by saying that there is an author, and um, she actually is a blogger, and she's called Juju Mama, and she's written about the metaphysics of Lemonade and Beyonce's polyamory. Now, before you go, because y'all going to need to get y'all dictionaries out for this episode today. So before you go thinking that polyamory is just about um, – multiple partners in a relationship, it really just means that you love everyone, you know, equally. And really, isn't that what unconditional love is? Remember, I'm the one that said that unconditional love doesn't exist other than from parent to the child because we put conditions on our love. So don't say that you want to fucking unconditional love, right, and then you don't understand why Beyonce is beating up cars and shit because of that unconditional love. Now, remember, unconditional means no conditions, which means you can't say, um, I want you to love me, but don't cheat. That's a condition. I want you to love me, but you have to come home at night. That's a condition. If you were to let love do whatever love wanted to do, right, like she says in the video, whatever's yours, right, it will always come back for you. You can't lose something that was never yours. So we talk about, you know, we're going to get into this article by blogger Juju Mama. And she basically breaks down and she says, I realize there isn't basis to stand on in terms of why I think the American public in general would have any idea what an African spiritual deity means or is. Please Google deity. Nor do I profess to believe that the masses of us have an understanding of polyamory. However, I'm going to write this anyway. She says, believe it or not, this post isn't an African nationalist rant, nor is it to do with poly advocacy, not in the least, because... From my understanding, she's in a polyamorous relationship of over 20 years. So African deities, Native American deities, the Greek pantheon, the Roman deities, our East Indian or Hindi deities, our Chinese deities, all is one. So sure, there are different names associated to this set of energy descriptions that we call deities, but the fact remains, the archetypal energies, many of which are expressed as Beyonce's work in Lemonade, are present in nature-based cultures around the world, in the biblical, Islamic, and Hebrew culture as well. So... True to a polyamory, it is a universal love format. Polyamory means having many loves and has come to denote a relationship style wherein one isn't limited to just loving just their one spouse or partner. 
I personally don't play that shit. I will kill a motherfucker. But she's not speaking on that in terms of this video. So this style of relationship is present all around the world, whether we want to acknowledge that it's happening or not. And humans are, in, are, are a communal species. Hence, everywhere do we see humans loving many loves, serially and in sync. So she... Um, you know, goes into the the different stages that she saw, and then I'm going to add what I saw. So Beyonce has discovered either consciously or subconsciously, number one, the ancient and primordial feminine archetypes are demanding resurgence, like it or not. That conditional love hasn't worked for anyone, so she is trying a new way. She's trying unconditional love or polyamory, because remember, you say you want unconditional love, but if he cheats, he got to go, right? That is a condition. You cannot keep fucking saying that. The only person that could tear shit up and tear it all down is my son. And that's the only person that I, at this moment, can love unconditionally enough to say it doesn't matter what he does. I'm still going to love him. Okay, you can't say that about another human being because we all have limitations. We all have breaking points. So she's trying unconditional love or polyamory. And I love these themes encased in the brilliance of a song and color that has exploded from the screen as she watched Lemonade. So then she says she watched it away on the ride home. And as she drove with her own husband of 20 years down the deep, soothing mountain air of Asheville from Atlanta, she set the sights on enjoying the next week. So she was at the spa mourning the death of Prince, our beloved ancestor, who is one of the few beloved persons on the planet who answered the modern call and readiness for deep connection to the sensual, spiritual, feminine. Ironically, to add to this period of mourning, the living deities speaking through B's video, coupled with themes suggesting unconditional love, release of old traditions, embracing a new culture, utilization and understanding of feminine magic. That's right, ladies, you have fucking magic. And the trip become, becomes more a means by as quickly as possible to get back to watching it over and over again. I personally don't know anybody that watched Lemonade one time. I don't. Um, because you feel like you need to go back and, and, and look at something. So what a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, first of all, the poems that were in that video where she says, I will wear her teeth like confetti. Think about what that means. You are in that much pain that you would rip this bitch's teeth out and throw them up in the air in celebration and watch them fall upon your crinkled outfit after you done ripped this motherfucker's teeth out. You would take her sternum and use it as a bedazzled cane. Do you know do you even know where your sternum is? I want you to go look that up because I want you to see how how she's saying I will rip you apart. And then in the in in the in the beginning of the video, she comes out and she's in all black. We've never seen Beyonce sans makeup, sans you know. I'm sure she had makeup on. Don't get me wrong, but just hair covered, you know. And she says, "I pray you catch me whispering, and I, I pray to catch you whispering, and I pray you catch me listening." So she's telling you, like, I don't give a fuck. I wish she's in the wish a bitch woods. She's in the wish a bitch woods. I wish a bitch would be on this phone whispering right now. And I wish a bitch would catch me listening to him on his fucking phone so I could just tear this whole shit up right now. Now, we get into the stages of grief. So she starts going into where she says she fasted for 60 days. She abstained from mirrors and sex. Mirrors has to do with Judaism. Typically when someone dies, right, they cover all the mirrors in the home, in the, in the Judaic, you know, custom. 
um, I believe, something about the souls being trapped there. So she's saying, like, I've mourned this motherfucker. I've killed him already in my mind. She said, I whipped my own back. I gave my own back lashes. So if you've ever seen monks praying, okay, especially like the Tibetan monks, they do a ritual where they sit there and they will lash themselves over and over and over again, symbolically just bleeding of their own back. So you have to listen to what this woman is saying. So let's just say that she was just fucking crazy and and, and nothing happened to her, right? Where did she come to? Who was her creative director that said, these are the things, the imagery that you need to show? The girl that actually wrote the poems about the confetti and about, you know, the different various poems that she spoke about, her name is Warsan Shire, W-A-R-S-A-N Shire. She's 27 years old. She was born in Kenya to Somali parents. And she had an article that was actually written about her in The New Yorker in 2015 for her poetry work. She wrote these brochures, we call them, um, for women who are difficult to love. And then she wrote another uh, poem called The Unbearable Weight of Staying, and in parentheses, The End of the Relationship. So then in the end of Lemonade, you'll see where she says, um, the nail technician as a palm reader, that this young lady, 27 years old, Warsan Shire, okay, okay, was actually London's first young poet laureate, okay? And the New Yorker is quoted as saying it's rare that you find a poet who can write about moving you know, about who can write movingly about African migration to Europe and also tweet harmoniously about love and hip-hop Atlanta. So she has that youth. So Beyonce actually credits Warsaw Shire um, at the end of the film saying film adaptation and poetry by her. So while you're sitting here saying that, oh, my God, Beyonce has went crazy, those were actually not even her words. They were this young poet's words who she's many times been, been awarded for this, okay? Now, the video is clearly noting indiscretion on Jay-Z's part, and it could have simply told that the story without weaving anything else. In fact, most songs about adultery do just that. They blame the, vi the villain, and they coddle the victim, and they leave it right there. So the problem is that this video leveraged many more than normal elements. There were poets, musicians, goddesses, gods, modern celebrities, and and ethereal storylines presented themes that advanced the normal response to adultery in the West, right? So Beyonce is not making art about the pains of adultery. She has gone many steps past that. She is bringing in the forgotten pieces, which when you get cheated on, you forget about yourself, right, and why she attracted that. Okay, but why note that one has attracted adultery? Isn't that self-deprecating? Well, there is only one reason, and that is to share with the world how to overcome the number one fucking issue in the modern Western relationship, and it's conditionalism. I have said this long before this woman put this article out about how I believe that unconditional love is a crock of fucking shit. It doesn't exist. The conditional nature of our love is based on a condition. And how do we resolve conditionalism, this author says, by addressing social conditioning, head on, of course, by uprooting the source. So the video begins with the words of poet Warsan Shire, you can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath, and you pass it off so cavalier. But even that's a test. I'm constantly aware of it all. So she's talking about the mandatory lies, and what did I just post on my Instagram page the other day? We all eat lies when we are hungry. When the heart is hungry, we all eat lies. 
I will believe something that a motherfucker told me from 1987 if it's going to make him stick around in my in my little black soulless heart or in my mental space for just a little bit longer because maybe I'm not ready to let him go, right? So what you also don't understand is that in that video, you know, Beyonce tackled a lot of things, and she has been, that's why they call her King Bee, and there's a reason. Um, she tackled a lot of things that women should be afraid of, evil, thunderstorms, dark hallways, alleys, abandoned buildings, parking garages, darkness. She, she painted her face similar to those that, of the Congo. And what people don't understand is that white paint is the color of peace. However, the chanting that she was doing on the bus, the back and forth with the girls, those are all to scare one's enemy away. That means that she was getting ready to go hunting. Somebody was about to be prey. It's almost a religious ceremony, right? And it's also used for fighting techniques within a tribe in the Native American sense. Okay, when she did the song, I ain't thinking about you, and y'all are prancing and, and, and trancing back and forth, honey, that's what she wants, right? Because now that is, you are part of the covenant. She's saying, come in, let me show you what, what this pain feels like. So maybe if I can carry the pain, you don't have to carry it. You know what it's like loving a man for a decade? And I'm not talking about loving a man, having other kids to other motherfuckers, and then y'all getting back. I'm talking about really loving a black man who she says had a generational curse put on his mama and then the mama before that because neither one of them was married, and if they were married, the daddy didn't stick along. He wasn't raised with no father. He talks about that. So what do you think happens to all the little boys that are raised with no father? They're not self-aware. They don't know how to love a woman. So you get this amazing woman, which, as Beyonce will put a quote, with bomb-ass pussy, and then she gives you your daughter. She gives you the life that you need because she was raised with mother and father. So no matter what her father did to her mother or what her mother did to her father, she still grew up with that, that conditioning of, two people in a household, we raise these kids together, and we don't get divorced, even though her own mother recently remarried. I understand it. Her father had did too motherfucking much. Mm. So, so Beyonce is aware of this. And so basically the writer goes on to say, once cited, the other has a fair chance to leave. Honestly here, Honesty here means give me the chance to leave you. If you are doing what is not in the conditions, tell me so that I can assess my exit. Those are the rules of conditional relationships. I love you if you act right. I will dispose of you if you don't, period. Now, I live my life like that. I'm not polyamorous. I don't love nobody. I don't give a fuck about none of you hoes. I really don't. You understand what I'm saying? It's just really about my family. If we don't share, share DNA or last name, I give zero fucks about you. Um, and But Beyonce is aware of this, and so it's happening to her. So she's the same as her mother and her mother's mother before her and the lies the men told and the hiding. So Beyonce takes this on as a personal project and a route to a personal and spiritual growth because she says, I have to forgive my – if I forgive my husband, I have to forgive my father. How deep is fucking that? So you attract what you are so you can go all around the world a thousand times, right? If you're going to attract – what you are, you're going to attract the people that have been around you, the six people that have been around you the most. So she says, you remind me of my father, a magician, able to exist in two places at once. What luck, what a curse. Make no mistake about it. When she's praying where she says, um, dear Mother Nature, please take this. Honey, those are spells. And you young ladies need to learn about your magic because it's not between your fucking legs. It's really not. That, that's, that's after fact. 
you have to possess the mind before you possess the body, right? If you possess the body too quick, the mind is going to go. And that's why we have these murder and and these suicide rates, because you guys are doing things with your body that you don't understand what you're doing. So that's why she talks about, you know, wrap your legs around me, pull me in, you know? And then she said, and then when he pulls out, I just feel lost, not lost, lost, like death. You understand what I'm saying? Because she knows that the only thing in that moment that is connecting them is the sex. And you don't want that. You don't want to just be connected by sex, right? You want something different. So she decided not to play the victim. And this is where she breaks from the norm. So the the author writes, I instantly knew she was unready to pack, unpack the painful way in which her father and mother had divorced based on his breaking the conditions. And in his case, the condition was about where he should or should not put his penis. And the author says, I instantly recognized her cognition was focused on finding within herself this pattern, this pain, this curse. So she exclaimed this realization and the pattern was repeated. And that's luck. The author says, I paused in the video and I cried. Now, I didn't get upset until I watched her jump off the building. So we think that that's suicide. But for me, that looked like falling in love. That's what falling in love feels like to me. It's like taking the the step off the edge of a building, wearing all black, and I'm beautiful, and I'm in one piece, and then I just fucking jump into into the fucking concrete street to my death because eventually you're going to hurt me. Right. That that's that's what happens in conditional relationships. Somebody's going to get hurt. So either you're going to get fucked up or I'm going to get fucked up. One of us is going to jail. The other one's going to the hospital. That's that's what it's like to love me. Right. Or people like me. Right. Creatives were always a little bit different. So when she jumps and then when she lands in the water, I felt a cleansing. You guys can go back on all my Instagram. Even today I was out at uh, Lilydale. We'll discuss that tomorrow on Tell the Truth Tuesday. Um, and my, my Instagram is at miss.d.scott. And what a lot of people don't understand is that water has a cleansing effect. And I often would spend a lot of time in Florida in the water, near the water, crying in the water, just trying to be healed, you know. And so I always was trying to go to a healing. And I think that with Beyonce, being that she is a writer and being that she is an entertainer, she went to this poet, Warson Shire, and was talking about alchemy, and and that is is the truth. She said, nothing is wrong. Every challenge is an opportunity for growth. And then she says, next, of course, is suicide, clearly clearly to grow beyond oneself, beyond who I am today. I have to be willing to constantly shed parts of myself. I have to lose touch with my identity in order to grow, not be attached to it. Because isn't that what we tell little girls when they go to get married? Isn't that what we tell young boys you have to leave to cleave? Isn't that what we tell young girls that now you, you, you have become one? So she has to shed some of who she is and become part of who he is. And, yes, you can hear and see Jay-Z all up and through that because a large part of her coming of age and growing the fuck up, she was with a man that is like 14 years her senior, 13, 14 years her senior. Jay-Z's in his 40s, okay? So she says, as a limitless being, I must become ready to jump to my symbolic death, ready to risk it all, ready to go deep into the healing waters and be reborn again and again. And this is what we do to me when we're in love. You you go through these cycles. You go through these places where you're like, I hate you, but I don't want anything bad to happen to you. But I love you at the same time, and I just I have to put conditions on my love because it's just too much. So imagine if I had been with the same person that I was with when I was 19 years old 
oh my God, like, can you imagine the the level of, of spirituality and the level of happiness and the level of pain that the same person has called me? That's why she said, you are my executor, but you're also my salvation, because he's killing her and giving her life at the same fucking time, and that's what love is. But a lot of you young people will never know that level of love because you guys are so quick to fucking hit it and quit it, just pump and dump, hit it and quit it, two, you know, two pump chump. You know what I'm saying? Suck a dick over here. Do a little something over there. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I've not been on the whole show, but what I am saying is that I do connect with my victims. I do connect with the men that I deal with on a cerebral level. They will never leave. They will leave when I say leave. That doesn't mean that they, I still speak to them. That doesn't mean anything. That just means that on some levels, if I see some of them and I still feel like speaking to them, then I will speak. If I don't feel like fucking speaking, they ain't going to do shit. Because that's where we're at, because they fucked up, because they hurt me, right? I gave them a condition. They couldn't live with it. I was very easy with them. I let everybody be who the fuck they are, because I believe that if it's true love or if it's real, you're going to come back to me in the end anyway, right? Then there's the humbling phase, right? So you see Jay-Z's very terrible profile, and you see this beautiful girl, and you just want to tell Beyonce, like, you don't got to fuck with that motherfucker, fuck him, you know what I mean? But she's built too much into it. They have a child, you know, she's an honorable wife, they're an empire, they're a team. Based upon her father and her mother, she knew that she did not want to go through that. Because, I mean, think about it, if you're Beyonce, who the fuck are you going to date now? I've told y'all this before. Who are you going to date? Like, seriously, who are you going to date? If you're Jay-Z, who the fuck are you going to date? Like, who gives a fuck about Rita Ora, fucking Rihanna? I don't give a fuck what Mexican actress. I don't give a shit what you did. And Becky, oh, my God, that's a whole other story. She's she's a, a Indian, to, to be honest with you, and not she's red dot. So anyway, so what's falling apart is her identity as an honorable wife with a sexually exclusive husband, one who honors the conditions of marriage. This is what is crumbling. So she proclaims she tried to be softer, prettier, nicer, less awake. The trouble with these kind of changes are that they don't go but so deep. Jumping symbolizes willingness to go deeper. And then she references fasting, wearing white, avoiding mirrors, which is an actual, which I didn't know this, ancient Oshun ritual from West Africa done by rising priestesses of Oshun, the love goddess, mother of culture, as in the concept of sleeping on a mat on the floor and abstaining from sex. This is also very familiar in the Jewish uh, culture as well. Now, the funny thing is that when you see Beyonce in that yellow Roberto Cavalli dress with hot sauce, her bat, her bat if you Google the image Oshun, O-S-H-U-N, it's the same deity. So you can call her Venus, you can call her whatever you want. I don't think it was a coincidence that she wore that Cavalli dress, busting out of a church with water coming everywhere, right? The goddess of love, the goddess of understanding, and deep down in her subconscious is symbolized by water. So when she's looking at herself drowning, it's like literally when you're in love, you have to kill yourself over and fucking over again. And only people that have been in relationships longer than a decade know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. I didn't make it that long, but I know that kind of love. Okay. Cause I longed for it. I no longer do, but I used to. So the other problem is um, she talks about her shadow self. And just as she realized where this work is taking her, she meets a metaphor of enlightened ego, the devil, okay? In a lot of religions, the devil doesn't exist, but I'm not that stupid to not acknowledge if, if we have a God that there is no evil deity or there is no devil. 
Now, she emerges from the watery submind as the young Oshun, exploring her shadow self, exploring her rage, anger, and pain. She emerges on a river, Oshun's natural element. See her name, Oshun. So she is the uninitiated Oshun, the diva, slinging fire and happy about it. Everyone who studies ancient or indigenous archetypes knows that the young, uninitiated Oshun is jealous, wicked, envious, prone to addiction, and insanity. And just in case you don't know Oshun by name, she is Venus in Greece, as Ruli in Haiti, or Aphrodite, even Lakshmi in East India. Okay? So she goes on to proclaim what a young Oshun would say. I am the baddest bitch in town. How are you going to do this shit to me? She also states that she is not having other men. Although she shows us several in the first video that she might like to have, Ogun the warrior on the motorcycle and others. But see, Real women, right, we don't spread ourselves thin like that. You know, we, we don't, um, the man is going to be the man, but me, I have to always be the fucking lady. I'll get you back. It might take me 10 years. I'll get you back, but I don't have to do that by spreading myself. So now apparently this is the most captivating part of the video for the Western minds is, um, she says, but for me, an initiated priestess with 22 years of deity work under my belt, I knew this was just the warm-up. Young Oshan would soon morph into her more powerful forms, which are fueled by, boom, anger. Oh, wasn't it powerful and liberating to hear Beyonce usually so poised and pretty to be so raw and real? And I think that that's what offended most people when she's talking about dick and when she's talking about her pussy and when she talks about taking pages of the Bible and using them as a tampon while she's on her period. So that is the work of artists to say what cannot be said. And so it's just venting. She's venting about how she will never wear the skin of another woman. No, 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 no. That's not what I took from that. What I took from that is when she said, um, we can we can all three of us take a picture. She said, I'll wear her scalp as my cap, and I'll, you know, the teeth like confetti and her spleen is this, and so on and so forth. What she was trying to say, and then she says, we can all take a picture. She said, you're perfect girl, meaning I am your perfect girl, but there is something that you see in her. So why don't I just kill her and take her skin and put it over me, kind of like they did in Silence of the Lambs. Remember he was making a skin suit? Yeah. Why don't I just put that skin over me, and now that now you have two in one. You still want to fuck with her now that she's dead and I've killed her? That's what she was saying. So then for the first time in the video, we meet her posse of women. These women will be with her for the entire video after we meet them there. So recall when she started the journey, you know, there were different women that were in the video. And so you see all the youngsters, you see all the older ones. One of the women that you see when she starts talking about her grandmother, um, where she says, you know, my grandmother was just not into that. And you see the older woman that is in the chair. That is actually a very famous um, New Orleans civil rights activist that actually um, – for like 60 years, if anybody went through the civil rights movement, you went through this woman's house. And I'm about to tell you her name in a moment. And the other thing which you don't understand is that in this particular article, she was saying that there was Becky with the good hair, an homage to her in the video. That's actually not true. There is a group called I Bayi Too. So if you can follow them on Instagram, it's I-B-E-Y-I -I and the number two. Okay, they're two sisters and they actually do like African groove rhythm music. And I've been following them long before I even knew that they were, you know, in this project. So the picture that you see of Beyonce on the porch with the three, six other girls, you'll see this group and you can follow them on Instagram, I-B-E-Y, 
um, I and then the number two. Um, and just listen to their music. They have a SoundCloud. They have, you know, they're, they're beautiful girls. But her doing that was no freaking accident. How did you find these girls? These girls are not part of, you know what I'm saying? They're not posting ass shots. They're not doing any of that. Now, the woman that fed every single rights activist to pass by NOLA in the 1960s. Her name is Leah Chase. That's who you see sitting in the chair, the old grandmother-looking woman with the white hair just sitting there smiling about her strength. Her name is Leah Chase, okay? You think that Beyonce just by happenstance so happened to find this lady and just that's just, you know, what what happened? No, she had to have been educated. So whether it was by her ancestors or whether it was by her notorious YouTubing, I mean, we can go on and on about Lemonade, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to end the show today. I'm going to actually do a Tell the Truth Tuesday show tomorrow, so we're going to pick up about Lemonade. Um, and I want you guys, I want you to study your deities. I want you to study the covenant. I want you to understand that when they say it's black girl magic, all women have this magic, and it's not between your legs it really isn't it has nothing to do with sex sex is just the easiest and I tell people all the time it's the easiest thing to do it really is like if I really wanted to fuck somebody up it would just be let's just just have sex okay but that's not what this is about so I'm going to leave you with um this song that I love by Beyonce because I think you see her pain and if you thought that she could just make up some shit like this go be in a relationship for 10 years with the same motherfucker and never had no other penis but that penis and you tell me and he's worth a half a billion dollars and you tell me where you're going so I want to leave the show with this I'm going to check in with you guys tomorrow for Tell the Truth Tuesday so I can finish this segment on Lemonade or Tea the Covenant I want you guys to do your homework do your research and understand Beyonce's not a fucking idiot okay she's not she knew exactly what the fuck she was doing she was waking y'all up so when y'all ladies hear that song okay ladies now let's get information i don't hear information i hear let's get information because knowledge is power right so that's what i hear when she says it so you're sitting there chanting it and she's like spelling you and you don't even know so that's what i think is actually funny about it so you keep thinking that beyonce's dumb and she made 17 million in two days what did you and twine up the block mate i'll wait what happened at the new Orleans? <laughs> Bitch, I'm back. I'm popular as a man. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklace. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. My bag, swag, Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I, oh, oh, yeah. I like that. I did not come to play with you, hoes. <laughs> I came to slay, bitch. I like cornbread, bitch. Oh, yes, you got to believe it. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress 
I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. Gracious, best revenge is your paper.